Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Nirmal Malaikul. The Biden administration is trying to do something about those damn fuel prices. On Tuesday, President Joe Biden directed the Department of Energy to release 50 million barrels of oil from the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve, also known as the SPR. The big part of the, of the reason Americans are facing high gas prices is because oil-producing countries and large companies have not ramped up the supply of oil quickly enough to meet the demand. The move will happen alongside similar moves by other countries like China, India, Japan, South Korea, and the United Kingdom. That's a big deal since it's the first time a large group of countries acted together to put the brakes on high oil costs. Today, I caught up with Politico's Ben Lefebvre on what the actual impact of this move is and what it means globally. It's Wednesday, November 24th. So, Ben, what does this move by the Biden administration Tuesday actually do? The move actually releases 18 million barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to the market, which means that companies out there who might want some oil can bid on it and then buy it and then use it to make gasoline. The administration kind of had to do that anyway, to a certain extent, because Republicans in 2018, when they wrote their tax and budget bill, they put in there that the U.S. government from, I think it's like 2020 to 2025, was required to sell oil from the SPR. So to a certain extent, the Biden administration just kind of moving up the sale date by a couple months. It also said it would put up 32 million barrels of oil for swaps. Now, this is kind of interesting because people in the media are kind of saying, oh, they're going to sell 50 million barrels of oil. But that's not the case. The 32 million barrels, companies can bid to basically take the oil out on loan. And then within months, they're supposed to kind of repay the government with more barrels of oil. And the government's also saying it's going to charge a little bit of interest. Like if you borrow a barrel of oil, you're supposed to return like a barrel plus oil back to the SPR. So again, that's not quite a sale. That's more of a, we're making oil available if you need it, but if you don't need it, you might not want to take it if you've got to pay extra when you pay it back. Before we dive deeper on this, can you remind us what the Strategic Petroleum Reserves actually are? Yeah, it's a series of sites like caverns underground, basically where oil had already been kind of pumped out of, and now they've got like these caverns to use for oil storage. And they're along the Gulf Coast. I think there's some in Louisiana, some in Texas. And they've been around for decades. The government basically started stockpiling oil after the Arab oil embargo as a way to kind of keep markets steady in case there was a sudden shortage. So in the past, you would see the government offering oil from the SPR after hurricanes. But more recently, Congress has been kind of using SPR as a piggy bank, writing it into several pieces of legislation saying, well, look, we need to pay for either tax cuts or infrastructure spending. So we're going to mandate that the U.S. sell SBR oil at certain dates. So two-part question for you here, Ben. Why is Biden tapping the SPR now, and what's different between this move and the SPR release back in September? So the difference is that Biden is saying because of tightness in the oil market, you know, a lot of oil companies stopped their drilling during the height of the 
COVID pandemic, Biden was saying, well, look, you know, this is killing consumers at the pump. It's bad for him politically. So they said, okay, maybe about a month ago, Department of Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm going around saying, well, we're looking at the SBR, we could do that. And then that talk kind of picked up speed in the previous weeks where came out, you know, right after President Biden met with his counterpart in China, the two countries would discuss making a coordinated release of their oil reserves. So this kind of picked up speed. And it's interesting that Tuesday's announcement that, you know, the U.S., China, Japan and India were going to make these oil releases that didn't actually do much to move prices because the, the news that they were going to do this was already baked into the market. Got it. So this is a kind of zooming out question here, but is this move a warning to OPEC and Russia? Yeah, that's been like one of the bigger points of interest on this. You'll see a lot of analysts talking about it. This is the first time you've had a group of countries all agreeing to release oil from their strategic reserves at the same time, specifically to put a break on oil prices climbing. So this was seen as like basically the seed of maybe a consumer version of OPEC coming onto the scene and saying, well, look, you guys are going to control the flow of oil output. Maybe we'll start taking coordinated steps to kind of be a counterweight to that. Now, it doesn't look like this move caught the oil market by surprise. What's the impact been so far? The real impact kind of started last week where you saw oil prices continually climbing down. They had been at a high of $84 a barrel in mid-October. Now we're down below 80. I mean, the interesting thing is that oil prices the day before the SPR announcement were slightly lower. They were around $76, $77. But I think that provision saying that the vast majority of the oil would only be on loan and not actually sold caused some traders to maybe shrug off the whole impact of the to a certain extent. Also, the Biden administration is trying to revamp the National Coal Council. The Energy Department told the NCC last week that it will let its current charter lapse. Instead, the department hopes to create a new charter that could update and broaden the council's scope to focus on coal workers and communities. For context, the council was formed 37 years ago to provide recommendations to the energy secretary on the coal industry. Recently, though, the council has come under fire for being composed of coal industry representatives. The move also comes as the Biden administration seeks to transition the U.S. away from fossil fuels and toward a clean energy economy. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Annie Snyder is the host of Politico Energy. The show is produced by Carlos Prieto and myself. Raghu Manavalan is our senior editor of audio. Our senior producer is Jenny Ament. Irene Noguchi is Politico Audio's executive producer. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. I'm Nirmal Malaykul, and we'll see you back on Monday. Happy Thanksgiving! Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lowercarbon.